You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Tax to Grind, the Hardcore Podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Thomas. Can I ask you guys, are you getting a waveform for me? I'm getting a waveform for none of us. Yeah, I'm seeing the waveform for all three of us. We're yeah, good. I see you, Pat. Oh, very nice. All right. You're lagging a Whoa. little bit. It's, it's Yeah, you're, you're catching up with us. Um, Thomas, I, I thought about doing that as well. Like, Patrick goes full government first, you know. Do do I just start going by Robert on the podcast? Yeah, but then it's I feel like we're doing like and welcome to this American life, or whatever. Oh, and then right. yeah, yeah. If it's Patrick Thomas and Robert, it is a lot more. Oh, jeez, <laughs> it's like yeah, it's three white guys talk about something. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit yeah. We we can talk about crop loss or something on the very special crop dusting, whatever. Yeah, you know. grind, yeah. Um, before we get too silly today, because it's a silly one, folks. Thank you to our sponsors, Closed Casket Activities. La Jolla. Ooh, oh, the the best. Straight, just full stop, the best. Run for cover. Ocean Beach. Pretty good. To Live a Lie. Seal Beach. Oh. If you're going up north, I, I that's that's where I go. That's was my first stop off the plane when we were last in LA. Seal Beach. Lovely. Lovely. And the mighty convulse records point loma mm. uh we've been on the run something something driving down the 101 uh thank you to our sponsors today we're going to focus on to live a lie and close casket let's start at close casket activities close casket activities.com uh we're doing a shirt draft guys god's hate has just dropped three new designs uh, if anyone's not familiar with organized sports, um, you go to random.org. You put in, let's see, list randomizer. I'm going to put a P for Patrick, a T for Thomas, and an R for Robert. Oh, let's see who picks first. Patrick, Robert, Thomas is the order. I'm sorry, Tom. Wow. Um, there's three new God's Hate pre-order designs. The God's Hate Blue Dragon t-shirt the God's Hate Dragon Uzi Hooded Sweatshirt, and the God's Hate Iron Sharpens Iron design. Uh, Patrick, since you have the first pick, you get to pick which of these three you would like. Iron Sharpens Iron is very tempting, but I'm going Dragon with Uzi. Okay, why (laughs) are you going with Dragon with Uzi? The question is the answer, Bob. The question is the answer. You know what, though? I feel like I have the number one pick because I would never, ever, ever pick a shirt with sleeve prints that start at the elbow and go down. Uh, sweatshirt, <laughs> long sleeve, terrible, terrible form. However, the design is very, very cool. Uh, well, you you nailed it, Patrick. I am going iron sharpens iron. You know why? Because the front looks like it's the Terminator with a it does uh, with a sword. ninja sword. Yeah, what yeah. do they call those swords, Patrick? Uh, the katana. A katana blade uh, in 
his futuristic robot mouth, and then of course the what are those called? The it's not a sigh; it's a the sigh are those ones. Um, the, the, throwing the star, star? Sh- shirkin. Is that what's called the shirkin? You're okay. making that up. All right, sure. Um, the throwing star in the head. So I get the iron sharpens iron, and Tom. I'm gonna go fucking bl- the blue bayou shirt, a uh, blue dragon mm-hmm. t-shirt. Blue I like dragon. Blue. Yeah, I like this one. I like Kinda. the back. It's got a low rider with. Yeah, I think it's an octopus. I think it's a dragon. It's a dragon. I would go with the other shirts. Yeah, I um, think, that, that would make sense. I like I this. Think, this cool. I think this one is the one. I I actually really like the front logo here. This is the one. If, like the, if the back was on the front. It could be confused with a like low rider car club shirt. Yeah. So and yeah, Colin looks good. It fits Colin well. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. The, so the goatee gives it away. <laughs> everyone go pre order these shirts at closecasketactivities.com. Uh gods hate, but they don't hate these shirts. Closecasketactivities.com. Uh swinging our attention to to live a lie. I'm gonna tell you go to live a lie.com. I'm always telling you to click on the web store, but for today, just click on that website because you're going to learn a little bit about what they got coming up in 2024. The Dry Socket LP, which I don't know if it's up for order yet, but it will be soon uh, if it is not. Um, so so go, go do that. And then the Caveman Demo 7-inch is coming very soon too. I have it on good authority that um, it's coming pretty soon. So anyways, um, I was just saying before we recorded that the To Live a Lie web store is the closest you're going to get to the MRR review section uh, of old. And this is to say to the layperson, I think even the most eclectic died in the wool punk but i love hardcore and i'm down for metal and i'm open to all things and give me that garage punk scene whatever whatever um you know if you like the carbonas and beat down at the same time you still would find something you had no idea what the hell it was in the mrr review section to the point it was almost it was daunting but confusing this has all the best parts of that so you're going to find all these interesting things. For example, I'm looking right now, the abbreviated demo. So it's skull-crushing power violence from British Columbia, similar in style to Healer or Early Hatred Surge. Yo, what? Okay. I need to check that out, you know? So um, for my money, I think it's pretty much the best web store, best distro, fast, dirty, punk, and hardcore that you can find. So I want everyone to go check it out. Find something you haven't heard. Order it. Keep up on these new releases they're putting out. This is an important label in this whole world. And uh, yeah, I, I I think I've discovered more new music since I've been paying t- attention to their web store from them as opposed to any of the other weird little sources that I have. So check it out. Click that web store. Guys, how you doing? How you feeling? A little, little physically depleted. I'm in San Diego, which is one of my favorite places. I went to the I'm co-op tw- twice, but uh, oh. I am I'm a little, a little worn down. I'm, I'm trying to keep up with a, with the money never sleeps sort of, sort of fella here. 
How did he get all of that and you got none of it? Uh, well, he is willing to risk. I, I, let me not insult you. Not not none of it, but you know. Oh, you mean the hustle mentality? The the money never sleeps mentality. Oh yeah, I don't. I think it's because of my good looks. So, how has the trip been otherwise? Uh, trip has been good. Uh, you know, just what we call no tell. Get, get away for a couple of days before going to Albany, New York, which is. Uh, uh, listen, everybody, I, I, uh, you know, I'm not ashamed of Albany, but it's cold, and I got no interest in being there if in in non summer months, and I don't want to get into no shit with anybody. Like, a lot of our listeners are from these northeast hell holes and they get mad That's whenever true. i call them whenever i call them hell holes but they shouldn't it's so fucking cold man you gotta get you gotta be realistic about what's going on <laughs> if you've got to really wear protective cold. clothing or you die it's like that sucks uh, stop uh tom how was the uh winter week for you up there i, I don't know how i heard it was that, as fuck. yeah it was yeah. super cold this whole weekend was cold it was snowed twice yep. fuck you same here we haven't had snow in two years, and we're like, here's two, here's two bunches. Yep. Yesterday here. it was like twelve. <laughs> yeah, like the feel, the, Patrick. The feels like temperature topped out at eleven today. Yeah, oh, come on, man. I know it's really bad. It's really bad. So, so I want to say a hearty uh, uh, middle finger in the air, Kid Rock style salute to um, the Statue of Liberty, Ellis Island. The pilgrims, wow! All the migrant groups who decided to settle in the Northeast from Europe just because it was the easiest, um, because he's really screwed us. We're yeah, all stuck I, here. I think about and it all the like, time. Well, like, my family lives here. That's yep. that's why so many people are stuck here. I, it's just oof. I, I think about that all the time with my family. I go, you, you fucking Irishman had no fucking ambition here. You know what I mean? Like you could, you couldn't, you couldn't go west, young man, to like warmth. You know what I mean? Just Move crazy. west, young man. I don't, and why did the ones who did stopped in Chicago? Uh, that's what? another weird thing. What are you doing? It's colder there than it is here. You know, can we briefly talk about the? So some of my some of my family stopped in Chicago as well, and mm. they became wildly successful, unlike the Albany uh, Kinlands. But uh, it, it, when you become wildly successful, it, it, does that not free you to go places that are? like just objectively pleasant well like i feel I mean, like uh re- reading rainbow was a lie then because uh what is it um uh, butterfly in the sky i can fly twice as high no you dumb not. doofus you were not you can't you can't move somewhere where it's not snowing right i think people go like well we got here and we found a life and some money like why why double down just like this is cool I'll risk it all, Tom. <laughs> give me, give me the Taos. Give me I the need Taos. To be warm. Um, Tom, I will tell you honestly. I New York is a great place, obviously, and I know Patrick could could grumble or something, but the the city is a great place. The livability when you go to some place where it's warm enough, and you know, I'm not saying everybody has to be like Jimmy Camperman or like hike a lot. Just the option, three hundred and we'll say 340 days a year to go outside and do what you want, whether it's 
go to a store, whether it's go for a walk, whether it is just not be inconvenienced by going outside your door. It's beautiful. I've probably done this rant, but it's been a long time, so I'm doing it. The Northeast, you lose, I don't know, between 40 and 60 days to bad weather every year. Either it's too cold, it's too wet, it's too snowy. It's one of those things. Yeah, but y'all live near San Andreas. You're not wrong. I mean, y'all got earthquakes. I lived in California for six years. Three mini shakers, one that made me leave the building. That's it? Yeah. And then I was back in the building like literally five minutes later. Yeah, Yeah, man. It's, uh, you know, does it mean that the big one isn't coming? No, but, you know. We get Worth hurricanes it. here too. So, Worth you know, it. And, and yeah, New York's sinking. California Uber Alice. We're going to have to do one of those giant. Uh, you don't even live in California anymore. Stop fucking. <laughs> you know what? I chose another West Coast city that's comparable. Whatever. Yeah, sure. That's true. That's true. Um, let's talk a little bit of hardcore because it is. It's cold, it's dark, and it's going to last the rest of your life out there winter at this point let's uh let's brighten our spirits because tom you actually had a raucous weekend couple gigs tell us about them i played two concerts in a row for the first time since probably 2003 no shit oh yeah hell yeah how was it on the back-to-back i pulled it off didn't think i was gonna be able to but i pulled it off um it was cool so we played uh this place called the warsaw in greenpoint brooklyn um like an 1100 cap or so uh, us, Eggside, uh, Sky King, Falling, Poison, The Well, both nights. Both sold out way in advance, like three months in advance, two months in advance. Shows are awesome. Place till you can get pierogies while you wait for the bands to play. Um, the can. nicest backstage area literally I've ever been in. Oh, all right. Um, the venue's cool. All the people that run it are awesome. It was a great time. Um, you know, being the op- like Exide opening, that's like daunting on a four band. Pa- you know what I mean? Like yeah. younger band, not from here, blah, blah, blah. And, and they destroyed like both nights. Um, drummer plays with click track, which I thought was incredible. Oh, wow. Okay. Cause I don't know anybody talented enough to do that. <laughs> and like, I remember we were talking to them like about it and I was like, the only time I've ever seen somebody do it was the guy from in flames. Yeah, he does. For sure. Like they played like we wa- we played with them at, at uh, a couple times. We played we watched them at at uh, Furnace Fest like in 02 or whatever. And like just watching, I'm like, so now I'm like, you know, t- asking like whoever it was, like Justin or Rachel Blake. So tell me in a dumb way, like what is he doing? Like he doesn't hear anything but like this like <clears throat> timing thing, and that and it just like so like and like a little bit of guitar or whatever. Probably like, they like he just keeps the time exact and cause they have like weird like samples in their songs and stuff that like right. probably would be impossible to pull off naturally. Right. You know, organically or whatever. Um, but yeah, they killed it. They had this great thing. <laughs> they were like, um, <clears throat> Pat will enjoy this because this is very up Pat's alley. They wrote in chat GPT, write me a, a trucker's prayer. Wow. <laughs> Okay. So they have this. They have the the whole. So like, um, uh, um, Warsaw has probably like uh, you know, fifteen by fifteen big LED board behind you. You can put like your logo, whatever your logo, whatever. Sure, sure. So they have it. The giant prayer for their entire set on the back 
and they just have this eight minute loop of like um, the view out the out at the front out of, out of the front window of a semi. Okay. <laughs> like, I like it. For like you know, and it's just, but it's like a real semi, and it's like real. It's not like you know, because someone thought it was like a simulator. I'm like, no, that's a real truck, and that was the background for their whole set. It was fucking great. They sounded awesome. Mm. It was cool shit. Like, I think like there'll be a lot of big things coming out of them. Honestly, I think they're gonna be huge. The, um, the videos I saw, um, and I, I really, to be honest, I only watched the videos of, of your band. Um, looked okay. like the shows were both like wild especially last night looked packed and like oh wow yeah this yeah. is massive you know yeah yeah i mean you know yeah last night was like the first one that was announced and that sold out but like that was announced with all the bands playing so it was like a kind of a, a you know more mixed crowd because it was like people that wanted to see sky king falling or like the fir- the the first chronologically or by date or whatever um was announced just as poison the well and i that day people were like so is it only poison the well tonight and i'm like no I'm like, we're all playing. They're like, oh, I didn't know. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it was still pretty good. It was I, Saturday was way better. Friday was definitely cool. But here's what I did, though. Let's hear it. Hey, Pat, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I don't know if I've ever seen you do this. Hit me. I used a mic stand. <clears throat> uh, and I loved it. I self loved de- it. Self-defense, Patrick. Right there. I, do it, I do it in self-defense. Uh, yeah. I do not do it in drug church. Although... Uh, there's a barrier at Warsaw, right? Yeah. Might as fucking well. <laughs> well, the thing was, so Friday night, you know, it wasn't a raucous crowd for us. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. So I did the fucking mic stand. And then it kind of like, then it feels like you're only performing for yourself. Yep. Right. And it, it felt more like I'm just screaming my fucking face off just to get this all out. Yep. And it was fun. It was cool. Like I'd never done that before. And I was well, like, yo, I, cool. I kind of get this. That So it was kind of like, I don't give a fuck if you mosh, you sing along for one second. I'm doing this like I'm in here, like in this little fucking box. But then the next day, like I was going to do it again. And like the first song came on and everyone went off. And I was like, fuck. But uh, then I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I'm like, all those people look like they want to have fun. But I'm like 10 feet away from them. So like, so I played the whole set on the barrier. Uh, and like, I like that. Barrier, the, I mean, it was cool. The, you know, the bouncers were awesome. Like, I got some argument with the guy. I was like, I was like, I feel like everyone here is taller than me. I'm six feet tall. And some guy was from, up front was like, you're not six feet tall. I go, yo, man. <laughs> and we're like arguing. I'm on the micro. I'm like, yo, just give me. They're like, nah, maybe 5'11", maybe 5'10". I'm like, yo, I got measured. I'm six feet tall. I'm like, argue with the guy. <laughs> you're like, I'm in shoes, man. I'm six. I'm thinking, we're good. Give me this. Just let me have this, man. Like, come on. You know, um, but it was cool. It was a lot of fun. Um, Poison Wall was like they were great. Um, I I love those records and and they sounded amazing. They were like incredibly generous to all the opening bands and stuff. Sky, Sky King Falling did uh, a different record each night, which was cool. Tom, they got a big reaction Saturday. Yes. Can I interrupt you? Um, Sky King Falling is kind is is half a blind spot for me. Yes. Uh, were these fellas uh, contemporaries of Indecision or just Most Precious Blood? They kind of, it's weird. They they were like, they bridged the gap sort of. Okay. So they were more like starting in like 98, but like by the time MPB came around, they were like a full-fledged like touring band. So we play shows with them as MPB. Gotcha. Okay. Now. So they were like early on in that, like they almost can't, I mean, they, they were doing that like when like Morning Again and Culture stopped. They were doing it around that, like a little after that. 
Right, but but heavier than those bands, right? Yeah, but like in that Poison Well vibe, though. Like now, here's yeah, a question yeah. for you again. Sure. Uh, I are they at this was not a reunion for them? They're semi-active band. I mean, it's yeah, the last time they played was 2018. So okay, so but just, I mean, they play here and there. Right. Okay. So like regional, st- like regional, still, you know, like feed their fans regionally occasionally. Yeah, yeah, like they're not, you know, like they all have families and kids and stuff like that. They're not trying to gotcha, gotcha. get out there. And then some of the dudes, you, you remember that band, The Sleeping? I do, yeah. Well, some of the dudes went on to that. All right, all right. So that's why they were they were busy throughout the aughts and early teens, I think. And they're back too. So, and half the band and, and Sky Game Falling were, were sleeping dudes. So, gotcha. Yo, so here's the thing I want to say because I actually like. <sighs> There's somebody who could have a weird take on like this era where, and I mean, I'll be honest, there's a time where I'm like, man, there's so many reunions. It's da, da, da. on a pure face of face thing. I like that people are doing bands and doing music and getting back together and being like, fuck it. We want to do this band. We broke up 15 years ago. Whatever we broke up for is completely irrelevant. <laughs> Let's let's play these songs we like. Some of them want to put new songs together. Even better, God bless. Do your thing. I, I think it's cool. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I don't know. You know, maybe I'm just in a weird way today. But I love that energy. I, I just like hearing about this. It's it makes me feel good thinking about these bands. Where like, like you said, Tom, you're like, oh, these guys got families. They got you know da da da. But it's like you shouldn't stop doing the things you love because your life takes you in a different space. You know. Right. Also. I think there's no harm in it. There's room for everybody. To me, the only problem I would have is if it was like, yo, like, all right, full transparency. And I don't know if this has ever come up. When mm. Turnstile was like, when they were starting to do the tour for for this the last record. And they, I think they played Irving and Brooklyn Steel or elsewhere or something. Sure. We, there, someone came to us and were like, you guys want to play with Turnstile at Irving? Yeah. Of course, that would be sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, yo, man, like, I, I would rather that spot go to some young band. That's cool. So, like, we passed because, like, you don't want to take up the fucking all the energy in the Like, I don't want to become the band that everybody gets because they, like, you know, oh, they can draw and blah, 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 blah. Like, I would rather, like, give someone else a shot. No, no. one else is going to win, all, like, get, you know, kind of get a pop from the, the the shows we just played over the weekend. Sure. Exide did incredible, but there was no local band that was like, you know what would fit perfectly with this? Right. Yeah. Right, right. You know, right. maybe Balmora or somebody, you know what I mean, or whatever. But like I feel like there's like there's an ebb and flow and like if you're not taking, you know, money from hard working like, you know, DIY promoters and like fucking them out of money or right. taking up space that doesn't belong to you. Like I don't think there's any harm like playing every once in a while no i mean that's that's the that's the piece right like it's not it's the uh the oxygen in the room is the the comment that i think is important it's like yo, we're actually at an interesting space there's there's a lot of rooms <laughs> yeah a bunch of different oxygen and uh it seems that there's been audience you know like yo your response said there is there is desire for it and it's up to it's like a problem in chair, not in computer kind of situation where it's like, yo, know, it's up to the user to decide like what makes sense and what doesn't. So credit to the people who are out there doing it and realizing like, 
uh, you know what? We don't need to do everyone, but let's let's pick our spots. Yeah, well, Have let fun. me say that uh, I fell down a weird hole the last couple mm. days on YouTube. Uh, I watched a hour-long interview with Daryl Palumbo of Glassjaw. Now, as stated on this podcast, I, I like Glassjaw. I uh, did not anticipate listening to an hour of the singer talk in 2024, <laughs> but, but, but I did. And it got me reflecting on, uh, you know, it, as I speak to you, I'm in the, um, I'm in the house of a booking agent and booking mm. agents and managers and labels have a very, you could say crass, or if you wanted to be more sympathetic, you could say business minded, uh, way of talking about, bands that people put their full life into, right? Because we have to be realistic to them. Even if they love the bands, it's, it's a matter of money, right? So yep. it, it can sound so fucking gross listening to a booking agent speak about somebody that, you know, gives their full soul to, to a, a, a thing that they do. And, mm-hmm. and they'll say cashed, <laughs> they'll say yeah those dudes uh, as long go- as they use that voice it's it's all we're all gravy you know it's taken a lot for me to get past it because i my friends that work in music i would hear them talk about bands i'd be like Yo, you guys are fucking disgusting fucking pigs like the, you guys make nothing you, you understand that you, you you make nothing but money and the people that that make things uh, you, you guys treat like fucking like like uh, like pork bellies, you know what I mean, or orange juice. It's commodities. Yeah, drink. futures. Yeah, and, and and you know it's it's taken me a long time to understand. Hey, listen, it, nobody means shit by this. In the same way that I can be cold about people's lives, it's it's this is just gallows humor among people that are in a trade. You know, it took me a long time, but it, listening to the fellow from Glassjaw, who they play very infrequently but it's very clearly a lifelong project and they have their fans and there is no reason that anybody in the sound of my voice should see the world through a booking agent or manager or labels lens. You, you should enjoy the things that you enjoy because they connect with you and you should not be. And and look, we're guilty of this too, because uh, nobody would consider us music industry, but we're we're privy to a lot of like industry thoughts, you know, like like the the things that the things that those people are thinking are they they kick their way down to our desk <laughs> over time, and mm-hmm. we were recently talking about a band that we think is probably at an inflection point and should do something different uh, because things aren't working for them, right, and we can be cold in a group chat, but it's, it's, but it's a world of difference from that to not understanding that, that these people have broken their backs to create something they're proud of and not recognizing that at all, you know? So whatever, this is all just to say that, uh, yes, I think that there's more than enough room for the semi-retired bands or, or the bands that, uh, just for whatever reason, want to play less frequently than, and I'm the guy that thinks everybody should be touring. But uh, the fact is that there is space for the bands that are still excellent who only want to do it occasionally. Mm. Mm. Uh, 
Shout out. Tom, uh, single best moment of the two shows. Uh-oh. He might have muted himself. We'll give him a second. Have we lost have we lost Tom in the song? No, he just muted himself. He might have he might have run off for a sec. Patrick. What do you think was the best moment of the indecision set? <laughs> you know, I really like the part where uh the, the 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 ring girls uh, from UFC mm-hmm. come out and they anoint Tom in a, in a garland of flowers. That's always underrated, and it's so weird that they do that like only two thirds of the way through the set. It is weird, but it honestly, I think it's visually compelling. I think it's deserved. <laughs> Absolutely, and, and <laughs> I'm happy for I'm happy for Tom that he gets his flowers. Yeah, like quite literally gets them. Um, while we wait for Tom to get back. Patrick, you just finished up, well, mostly, you know, for, for a stage show. Uh, you finished the newest drug church record. Um, in one word, how would you describe it? Evervescent. Hmm. Uh, 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 you said Evanescence? Okay. Evanescence. <laughs> I said Evanescence. Yeah, it should, sounds exactly like Evanescence. Wake me up inside. All right, Tom's computer froze. Okay, um, and he'll refresh and join us. All right, cool. Refresh and join us. Um, we're leaving this in. Uh, um, yeah, I, listen. I fear uh, no. There's no level of unprofessionalism that I fear. <laughs> it's all good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're fine. We we gravy. Um, here's my question. Hygiene and cheer. I'm going to go music journalist on you. So, so Patrick, where uh, do you yeah. get your ideas from? Um, hygiene and cheer are different records to me. I actually think they have kind of a tangibly different energy. Um, not to say that they're, you know, uh, they're different. Is this record more like cheer or more like hygiene or is it out on its own branch? Uh, they wanted it to be cheer, uh, right? And I think it's more hygiene. I think they, I think they failed at their ambition, but that's that's fine. I like hygiene better, so it doesn't matter to me. But uh, I, in my view, the songs are are simpler, which I don't know if that's good or bad. But uh, it's very interesting to sing over them. Uh, oh, interesting. I. Uh, I th- I think that I did a good job of balancing the record uh, themes. There, there's a actually properly sad song in there. Uh, oh, which really? Is, yeah, not not drug church's thing. Um, hmm. And but there's also songs about get, you know like getting shot in a liquor store, like pork the, chop you know, sandwiches or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm very curious how it's received. I I wanted heavier songs, and uh, the guys did this thing that we've had to do on a uh, on the, basically, you know, the uh, almost it's 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 more than a cliche. It's an archetype style song mm. of uh, sung uh, yelled. Chorus yelled versus sung choruses. You know how that was a thing yes, for yes. however long. One hundred percent. They they put me in the position where I have to do the opposite, where the verses are sung and the choruses are yelled. And 
it's worked I, for I, you a few times. I think. Yeah. Uh, what listen, is it? I, pr- um, I prefer myopic. It. Does that? Doesn't it? Uh, you know, if I could remember any of my songs, I could tell you. Um, uh, but, puts it all into focus. Da 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly right. Exactly right. Yes, that's a good example. Um, I think those were actually the lyrics. And uh, and I think it's uh, I think it's a nice, uh, you know, if I had to choose between doing the thing that kind of defined heavy music for ten years or doing something or doing the exact opposite, like, I'd rather do the exact opposite. So. Uh, I think it's a really strong record. Uh, if I had to place it, I think we talked about this on Patreon, 10% to 20% better than hygiene. So, you know, take it under advisement. If, if you like, if you liked my previous records, you will, you will like this, like one. this one, 10 to 20% more. Yep. And then, all right, Tom has been rescued from the netherworld. Hello. I am back. We broke yeah. Tom out of hell. Uh, Tom, uh, the the question to you before you got lost was, um, what was the single best moment of the indecision set? Our answer was when the ring card. One. Yeah, that was pretty great. Else? That was good. Okay, good. Yeah, they bring out like the lays, like when you're in Hawaii. It's it yep. pretty nice. Um, Getting your flowers. It, uh, what was the best part? I think um, the camaraderie. I, I had to have some real friends. conversations. I had to have some real heart to hearts with the people up front on the barrier. Oh, okay. Because there were a lot of kids there that I'm like, oh, you're just here for poison the well. And like, I'm going to ruin your time a little bit. Yeah. Sweat on you. <laughs> like I was, you know, and I was like, and people were holding onto the barrier. Like it was like, in, like they were in a twister. Oh, right. Bad form. Right. You know, I'm like, yo, like, and I'm like, and so I'd announce like coming up. And like, so I'm like, cause my, my belly's going to hit your hand. Just warning you right now. Okay. Um, so, so I'm sure this is probably the case. Poison the well has some really diehard fans. Uh, sure. Sometimes when when Drug Church will uh, do support for bigger bands, uh, their fans are so connected to them that they want they're not giving up their spot. They're they, once they get their they're spot, getting there at doors and sitting there. That's right, and the, I don't know if they pissed on their leg or whatever the fuck they do, but you wear diapers like you're in you know at, like so New Year's Eve. Yeah, so so gross. Uh, that is really wild behavior to me but at the same time i'm really in favor of people loving things so fuck it whatever. oh yeah no I mean, but i just didn't i wanted to and i made this like this is our space so like you know i was like you can push me if i'm getting too like you know in your in your space like feel free to fucking like push me in the chest i don't give a shit like yeah but you know um it's just tough with that barricade it kind of the barricade really fucking i know we go like it's a necessary evil and stuff but man it really fucking shits up a good show man yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so Tom, that's interesting because, uh, you know, I'm I'm really against the wall on these drug church shows. Uh, you know, like planning for our tour in the fall. Uh, I want two bigger bands, like not not big big bands, but bands that can do 200 people a piece. You know, like right. Uh, You're looking at like doing 800 cap kind of. And it's so goddamn hard. I've got booking agents barking on me that we're losing money every fucking. It it is a. Uh, it's tough uh, because the oh, my question thing- is yes, I don't know. I maybe like the New York barriers are spe- are really kind of like fuck. This really sucks. But I've played other places with barriers that didn't seem as bad. Uh, no, the, there's barriers. The LNG are- had a barrier, or like when we played um, uh, the old um, uh, what the fuck's the place in in Atlanta, the big room. 
Masquerade. The Masquerade. The, the Masquerade. Like we played there with Sick of It On this. In the big room, there was like a barrier, but like you had to like step down to get to the barrier, but like there was like a running track, like like how you guys how it was done at Sound and Fury twenty twenty one or whatever it was. Yeah, with the with the little a mini stage kind of thing in front. Like I feel like platform. that's that's a you know I bet you there's places that it's like, oh, there's a barrier, but like I bet you you could like make it work. Some of these are kind of like especially for a drug church show. I mean, I get it. But I mean it's you just have to pick like whether or not, you know, how much money is is too much to lose. But I think like some of them like real put a fucking uh, like well, a real fucking kink in that. It's just like, God damn, this sucks. So Tom, the, the problem is not even us losing money because I I can pull rank on that and this is really inconsiderate, but I'm not gonna pretend it's not, but I have a career, so if you tell me, hey, you, you can make more money doing drug church or you can have more fun doing drug church, I'll go, mm, my bandmates can my bandmates can go work. They can work at a water park or something uh, in their off time. I'd rather do great shows. So uh, I'm, I'm fine with that. The problem is <clears throat> doing the math on a great lineup, right? So if you have uh, one band that can bring out 400 people as your headliner – and then uh, two bands that can bring out 200 piece, you have to pay those bands appropriately and putting everybody in a 400 cap room means that you can't offer those bands. Pardon me, everybody might sound gross to some of you fucking basement types. You can't offer them fair market value, right? Like, so a band that can fill the, a band that can 80% fill the room that the headliner is asking them to play is completely entitled to a, a good amount of money and you can't do that in a small room right? unless you charge yeah that's the thing. You'd have, your, your, your per ticket cost would have to be nutso would you so, feel comfortable with that do i feel comfortable with per nutso per ticket cost right to offset like all right we're not going to play anywhere with barriers but you know before the before you know the fees it might be a 30 dollar ticket you know, mm. I'm actually fully at peace with that. That would be a great solution to me because in that in that uh balance of what's hardcore, right? Like and and again, I'm I'm not trying to sell anybody on the idea that drug church is a hardcore band. I'm completely indifferent to however people feel about that. But uh in the balance of what is kind of like to me fun for a DIY band and fulfilling to to do. Uh, would I rather play a $10 show with a barrier and allow everybody to come and have a good time? Or would I rather pay a $30 show without a barrier? And then the barrier to entry is the cost of the show, but every single human being there is going to have a fucking blast. It's going to be the latter every time. And also I know this from selling commercial goods. Uh, there is a number that you, there is a number where reducing the cost does not bring in another person and upping the cost does not uh, to a, to a point does not uh, discourage a, a significant enough amount of human beings. So, right. you know, going everybody we've talked about this, every fucking promoter at some point has had every DIY promoter at some point has had this idea. Like what if I make the show a dollar and then we get everybody mm -hmm. in the entire region into hardcore music because who could say no to a dollar show? And once right. they come, they'll see that this is an awesome thing that we listen. What a fun here's who thing, can say man. no to a dollar show. People who have no interest in hardcore, which is the majority of human beings. <laughs> like 
If you offered me a dollar to go watch it, like, hey, the flea circus is only a dollar. I'd say, yeah, you know what? I Dollar too much, and I ain't going for free neither. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, and then $30, uh, you know, uh, as Hydrahead Records used to put it, don't like it, don't buy it. Uh, the There's going to be, the, I don't think it's going to be discriminatory to the point that it's going to matter. So thir- I would be comfortable with that. Uh, my bandmates might disagree because they're, they're, they're a little broker than me, and maybe they feel that more acutely. I don't know. Wow. Putting the whole band on fucking Front Street. Well, no, Look it's just- there's four people around. Yeah, like, wow. <laughs> yeah, how yeah. great would that oh, be? Dwight loves Kinlan over here. Like, oh, uh, you know, please pass the Grey Poupon. The rest of the oh, band's yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm checking phones for pennies. Sure. Come on. Yeah. Uh, but I wonder uh, if there's a way you could do, like, you know, Live Nation Room A or whatever. Fucking AG, whoever the fuck it is. Like, with Barrier... You know, twenty dollar ticket gets the you know nets this DIY spot that's eight hundred without a barrier at twenty gets this, but at thirty gets you closer to that other number. Then oh, yeah. no one can complain. Yes, uh, well, somebody will, uh, but uh, but I, I you I, know what I feel like we're old. We go twenty two dollars. People do not blink a fucking eye. The only people that I hear complaining about Girl Biscuit shows being $35 are people who saw Girl Biscuit for $7. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. No one yeah, is going to be true. like, I'm not going to see fucking, you know, Gel Drug Church and fucking, you know, Soul Blind because it's $30. No one is going to bat a fucking eye because that's what it is. Not to no, say you, that's I, a tour. Listen, well, that was a tour. Not only are you right, but it's also I learned from the show I attended in Jakarta, where I was so impressed with kids that the average income there is so is so low that kids basically have to put uh, uh, tickets on like layaway, right? They put on layaway, like it's like a festival ticket. You know, festivals do that in the United States, but not individual shows typically. And the, I mean, I think that's really inspiring. Those kids want to go to a show, therefore they plan for that show. If if I make it, if I make you aware of a really good fucking tour, uh, ten months in advance, well, I don't know, man. Come on, <laughs> like, like I think you we probably figure out a way to save two bucks a month to get. Yes, there. I think we can plan accordingly. Just don't yeah. get avocado toast. That's what it comes down to. I mean, that's really oh, yeah. you can own a house and a drug church ticket if you just don't buy avocado toast. That's avocado it. toast. So I was told. I, I, uh, I was. <clears throat> I was under the impression for a long while that the like layaway plans for tickets was such a scam. Like I just was like, I don't know, man, this feels whack. I don't why do you need this? But I didn't, you know, I kept my full mouth shut because I didn't put it together because I was like, eh, there might be something here, but it seems weird to me. I had friends who felt largely the same. But then <clears throat> talking to a couple of people who do fests no, no, exactly what Pat's saying is right. Like most of the kids who do these things, it's not abandoned halfway through and they are out half their money or whatever. Most of them are doing it because they just, that's how they can budget to do the thing they really want to do. And so it's sort of like, wow, okay, well, cool. This is, and, and what you said is true, Pat. Like the fact that people are socking money away to go do this thing, that's, that's, that's really cool. 
I don't like how it kind of evens the playing field because usually, you know, saying, you know, a big festival, say like Sound of Fury. Sure. That shit's going to sell out like, or like all these festivals that sell out like, oh, the day of. Yeah. yeah. You know how many people are like, yo, I don't have. Yeah. I mean, even the prices are normally priced that it's like, I don't have fucking 150 bucks to drop right now. Right. And that could get in. That could be anyone. Of course. Like we talk about, uh, you know, this is everybody. Sorry. This is a little uh, adult corner here. You talk about like, oh, people that got money and don't got money. There's plenty of people who got money who are just overextended. Don't want to spend 150 on a fucking concert that day. (laughs) That's it. But if you could be like, yo, I'm going to drop 50. Or thirty or twenty five, and I'm guaranteed admis- admission. Yeah, I just got to I got to pony up the rest by, you know, July first. Cool. Yeah, I think it's yep. good. Then you can plan your life. That's right. So you heard it here first. Drug Church is going to be doing down payments. Yeah. For their fifty seven dollar ticket. Yeah, the PayPal's go directly to uh, uh, Saddam five one eight at that's right uh, hotmail dot com. Just uh, send them along, and you'll just your name will be on a list somewhere. Don't worry oh, about it. How does that work? Like, <clears throat> if you do do the like the the down payment and and the kind of um, what's it called again? I just totally blanked on the word that I layaway just said. style. Layaway style. If you say like, hey man, you know what? I'm not going to be able to make it. I can't pay the rest. Do you forfeit your money? Yeah, yeah uh, you do. Fairly certain, yeah. So that was so part, that's um, the only me, scammy like, part of it. That's the part I always thought, but it's apparently very fractional how many people do that cuz cuz you know, you're kind of pot committed at a certain point. Like, oh, I I'm yeah, it's a point of no return. You're like, well, I already put $75 on man. I'm not going to own now. That's right. That's right. So it's kind of it's kind of because that was the part I always kind of made me feel weird. And then I found out it's just not something that really happens that often. So it's cool. <clears throat> guys, can we I? have a few? Yeah, please take us, Patrick. Well, I was going to hit you guys with some kind of rapid fire uh, sort of things in the ether. From another Twitter user, five Saddam. Five, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, th- th- this one, this is my own aggregation. Thank, thank you oh. uh, last week to, I think it was Greg Hall. Uh, th- this is my own aggregation. Uh, are, are just based on work. things that I've seen as I haven't been online terribly much, but, uh, it, it, l- let's, let's go down this list. Are you ready? And you can tell me if you've seen them or not. Okay. All right, cool. First pig head at the show. Saw it. Didn't see it. Okay. Bob, a, uh, I guess black metal or black metal adjacent, uh, band, maybe with some ties to hardcore scene. Uh, hmm. played a show in unspecified state, Texas. Um, sure. And they threw a pig head around the show and uh, people were upset. Now, uh, Tom, your immediate impressions. Um, I mean, I think it's gross no matter who does it. Yep. Um, having played a venue right after that band, uh, Watain. Yep. That shit sucks. Okay. It smells weird. People can get sick from it. Oh yeah, that's gross. Does I'm cool weird. with like like people throwing garbage cans and shit. Like if it's all if that's what your expectations are when you're walking in the room that you're like, this is not going to be your normal punk hardcore show. Like if you go to a Bad Luck Thirteen show, you know what the fuck to expect. That's correct. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever happens there is on you because it's like you didn't think you were going to see the Promise Ring. You knew what the yeah. fuck was going to happen. Yeah, entrance was yeah. the waiver. 
Right, right. Like by you admitting, yeah, you're right. Your admission is you being like, yeah, it's, I'm cool with whatever happens. I don't know what this band's deal is. I think the whole like, I mean, as a vegetarian is a whole nother story, but I just think it's like, it's a, it's gross. It's just like to uh, being kind of, you know, doing something just to, for the, for the, for the show of it. Now, Bob, your, your impression, knowing what you do. It sounds gross. I mean, you know, like, um, hmm, but expand uh, on, people, expand on, expand on people that who weren't there being upset. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I can't muster too much. Uh, it feels a lot like looking for something to be upset about. Um, you know, like, here's the thing. Uh, Gigi Allen, you'd hear these stories of him, you know, throwing his own feces at people, not just like once, like that was just what he did. Okay. Like do with that as you will. Yeah. Buy the ticket, take the ride. Right. Or <clears throat> keep it moving. And you'd be like, Oh yeah, that's the dude who throws shit at people. That's gross. Keep it moving. Like I, it's not right. something you to be mad like. about reading about it on the internet. <laughs> Correct. There's just yeah. not, there's, there's not enough seconds in the day to, to give that one more than three. Okay. I, I agree with that. I'd like to very briefly give uh, my sanctimonious vegan opinion and then move on to oh. uh, where, how this story shook out. So I, I saw vegans complaining about this. Mm. Uh, I, I play venues that sell burgers. I see uh, this isn't me being difficult. This isn't me being shocking for the sake of it. I see literally no difference. I, I couldn't give a fuck. It, it's, it's wrong to eat a burger. It's uh, wrong to fucking uh, throw toss a pig a pi- head around. Toss a pig head around. It's all the same bullshit to me. Uh, I'm not precious about it in that respect. Now, uh, what I found interesting was the band, if this is legitimate, which I, I think it is, uh, the band posted the following Hi, everyone. We just want to start off by saying we are incredibly sorry to anyone we offended with our actions and gimmicks on stage. We are a black metal band, and as part of it, we try to add a little bit of imagery and shock uh, shock value to our, our set. Unfortunately, our acts have gotten carried away and way out of hand, offending many and even harming some. We want to apologize to any vegans, Muslims, or any other minority groups we may have offended and to anyone who was harmed by our act. Most importantly, we want to apologize to the White Swan, that's the venue, and Harry, the sound guy specifically. Thank you very much, White Swan, for giving us the opportunity to play there. Okay. Now, uh, does this change your view slash what is your impression here? Um, Let's. uh, I think that's very 2024. It's very 2024. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Bob, do you appreciate. Go ahead. Let me give you just a little perspective. Um, Yeah. I don't know this for a fact. I'm basing it on what I just read. These might be young dudes. Yeah, I think they're. I mean, whatever. It sounds like it sounds like. Uh, it sounds like the kid who got in trouble in high school doing something and didn't realize he bummed people out and said sorry. And I don't. I take it as sincere as it is. It doesn't have to be that serious. They didn't want to bum anyone out. Probably sounded like they were overwhelmed by how many people they bumped out. Probably, yeah. Um, but are also kind of you know. If they're younger folks, I mean, and that could be literally by age or younger in terms of how long their band's been around. They're trying yeah, to get a foothold, exactly. whatever. Um, they probably don't want to burn any bridges. 
you know, it's cool. I, I appreciate that they didn't want to offend anybody, especially the like uh, vegans and, and Muslims kind of thing, because it's like, oh, this is more of a I could see someone thinking this is one across the bow more directly at someone. But I don't know. Uh, uh, hey, we did something to be shocking and wacky and people might have misconstrued it. Sorry, it was corny uh, trope shit from our music genre that maybe is past its expiration date. Our bad. Hopefully see us okay. next time. How heavy All do you right. think that is? How how heavy that is the pig head? Yeah. Heavier. Uh, you might do I mean, damage. Oh, yeah. De- listen, I was at a bad luck show where the one landed a couple fucking inches from my foot. And if it had hit me in the kneecap or the face, it would have been a problem. Uh, I mean, for you. For, yeah, for me. I mean, it's, <laughs> I would have stepped to all nine guys in the band and been like, you no, know what? No, no, no. I can't I mean, feel a, the left side of my face, but. Yeah, I mean, a problem in that I wasn't insured. So, I mean, I don't know, Tom. You appreciate a sincere apology. You, you are like, uh, none of us here are trying to take any. Uh, by the way, can you guys hear these insane dogs? Yes. Okay, so uh, none of us are. Hold on, whoa, hold on. I gotta, I gotta maybe euthanize the dog. Um, so none of us are. I, mean, trying, I appreciate the apology. Okay, I do and I don't. I don't know if if any of those, if any of the groups that he mentioned came out and was like, "I'm offended as a as a person of the of you know Islamic faith, or whatever." Sure. And then they're like, oh, that's my bad. You know, I didn't even think of that, man. Fuck, I'm sorry. Like, that I can appreciate. Maybe the sound guy was like, dude, you got fucking kibbles and bits in my fucking, you ruined my soundboard. <laughs> sure, yeah. But just yeah. make it a blanket, like, anyone who has or has not eaten a ham sandwich in the last 20 years, I'm very sorry. I don't know. I mean, I, you know. Go with yeah. it, I guess. I mean, if I feel like if you're going to go, if you're going to go that route, like, stick to it. Be the fucking black metal band. Be the punk band. Yeah. So you really okay. did, you didn't really offend anybody. I don't think anybody was like being like they're they're doing this because it's anti-Semitic or anti-Muslim or anything like that. Yeah. No, yeah. I did, People were like also, that was fucking gross. Also, uh, yeah. Look, I, I mean, this is why I say maybe they're young dudes and Bob's right. Maybe they're maybe that's just the band is younger. But it, it, it's a lot of times people do things for shock and then they don't understand that shock comes with consequences and. I'm not going to talk down to these kids. I, I don't know what their situation is or whatever, but I, I will say that shock value, it, it, it inherently has a, 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 a there's a ROI on it and you have to be mindful that um, it, it's not, you know, it's, it's, somebody's going to hate you, right? It's just a thing. Um, yeah. People hate me. I don't even throw around pig heads. I don't, it's, it's, there's just a cost to these fucking things. And, if they I mean, weren't like ready the pork, to- the pork fucking companies are like stoked. Like, thanks. Yeah, I mean, here's the deal. If they weren't ready to pay whatever this fucking cost was, that's that's fine. But I, I, a couple things for me. I just feel that these apologies are fucking nonsense. Not that they didn't mean it, just that it never satisfies anybody. If if you really, um, if if I do something wrong and I actually want to apologize, if if I hurt somebody's feelings in the future, I this is just right. like you know for our listeners. If I say that's my bad, I'll do better. I'll, I'll, I'll do it different next time. 
that's a sincere apology from an adult that means it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we don't need all these words <laughs> to say, like, Correct. like, sorry about the Muslims, sorry about the vegans. Just say, yeah, we went a little overboard. Uh, that's our bad. Uh, didn't mean to bum anybody out, but you know, we're, we're black metal band. Occasionally we're going to, we're going to step in some dog shit. It is what it is. Um, I, I, would you guys take that better or worse than that? Pork chop sandwiches. <laughs> Pork chop sandwiches. I already know what that's for. Would you take that better or worse? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, did I lose two men? Sorry, yo. I think we both muted. I uh, accidentally dro- I dropped my phone and hit the mute button, but I think I like the more general mea culpa. You start naming people, you're going to you're gonna forget somebody, and it's going to yeah. cause you more trouble. <clears throat> it feels good. like a statement, right? It feels like a fucking yes. prepared statement. It's so corny. I agree with what Tom said before. I agree with what you said, the my bad. What Tom said, the like, ah, oh, shit, you know, I didn't really, I didn't mean it to bother someone. Look, it's, it's like a lot of things. I, I talked about this. One of the most annoying things, and I, I like that people are using it to be comical, is the way that Donald Trump influenced how people talk in these stupid non sequiturs. Sure. Um, beyond that, the notes apology and public statement apologies are bad, as bad as people talking like they're on fucking cops. You know what I mean? Like, yep. w- w- none of you have to appre- apprehend the suspect here. It's like, to everyone whose feelings I grievely wounded on the date of September 15th, um, I'd like to offer my sincerest apology. Like, stop it. Yo, you're. If you are a human, people will accept that more than your fucking chewed out. We need That's to make right. a statement about uh, that. We've got to get in front of this. If, if you get a my bad apology, that means that I mean it. If you get a statement, that means that I, I retained Tom as my lawyer to write that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and your, pro- your manager wrote That's it right. for you. Yeah. That's so, right. uh, can I go next topic on you, fellas? Next topic. Uh, Pitchfork is in contraction or being absorbed into a parent company or shutting down or whatever it is. Uh, and Sam of Triple B fame's got something to say about it. Sam A. He was wearing a Dennis Scott gamer jersey. Uh, I, I, are you just going to play the pork chop sandwiches clip? That would be great. Sam has something to say about it. Oh, fuck. Pork chop sandwiches. Pork chop sandwiches. <laughs> uh, so Sam took a minute to uh, to do the victory lap on outlasting uh, Pitchfork. And uh, the reason for that, everybody, is that uh, Pitchfork, you know, I, there was a lot of discourse on any time that a, a legacy media outlet uh, folds, people go with the get woke, go broke sort of uh, maxim, right? And it's a little silly because obviously websites are not receiving the type of of, uh, ad revenue that they previously did. Uh, Everything's been, is now aggregated by by social media sites. And 
those outlets pivoting or or trying to keep up with the sentence sentiments of the moment doesn't necessarily mean that there was some type of institutional capture where they're all committed to this new ideology or whatever. It could mean that, I guess, but it's just, it's a silly maxim that people that are uh, in the schadenfreuden sort of mindset just want to say. And so there was people that were happy to see Pitchfork go for that reason. And then there was the people in our world that were kind of happy to see it go because it never fucking acknowledged us. <laughs> it never paid anybody any mind. Or if they did, it was shitting. It, yes. And um, for people that don't know, I mean, I think Pitchfork's probably reviewed my records. And if so, I appreciate them taking the time. But th- oh, let's see what Pat got well, on. You, you search drug church. I'll search self-defense. <clears throat> keep, keep talking while we find this, Patrick. So I... Uh, when I say I don't care about reviews, I mean, I really truly don't care about reviews. It's not like a pose. It's, it's, we're in an era where people, if they hear a record is coming out, they know the band and they, they're, or they know the band's name. They click play on the streaming platform of their choice. The idea that music criticism uh, in the form of reviews matters at all in 2024 is absurd. And that goes for the Fantano guy. People don't watch him to learn about music. They watch him because they like his manner. Something about him as a personality connects with them. Or they hate him. Or they hate him. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people hate Washington. Sure, I'm sure. But but all I'm saying is there's not not him only. There's not a thing that a critic could do. Like there's always going to be a need for long form music criticism that has something to say, but reviews are perfectly pointless in the streaming era. I, I can just tell, I, I didn't have to invest $16 to listen to something. I, I can just fucking press play. <laughs> so the, like Aerosmith said, just press play. <laughs> yeah. Press play. Um, so, so here's the deal. Um, Hat yeah. shooting pitchfork bail because he got a seven point four in twenty twenty two on hygiene, and no, seven point two on self defense. Try me, uh, okay. Which I mean, so for are, that is like pretty high. At six point yeah, three on heaven is earth. Yeah. Whoa. Really? Yeah. But but I will say this to be to really yo know, uh, the the two reviews were both very well put together. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So uh, here's the thing. So what Pat's saying uh, now is that pitchfork pretty good. R.I.P. No, you give me a six point four. I don't care if you're fucking you're deaf. So but that's actually pretty good. It, listen, I'm not ta- when you're given like have you, that's have not you below seen, a seven point three. What murder? Yeah. But, have you seen on. the jet review where it, the jet review is literally just a monkey peeing in its own mouth? Yeah, but that's fun. Wait, the because, song jet by Wings? No, so, no, the uh, no the uh, oh the band J E T T. Yeah. It's a J- the, yeah, the band from Australia or whatever. Uh, hold on, Fel- fellas. It's one of you look up um, who's the heavyset woman that does all the fucking things oh, now. Well, not, I'm, no one's going to answer that question. Of course. Can, what's her name? Uh, Janie Can't Paintball? No, she's a black lady. She's big. What's her fucking name? I'm um, not doing any of this now. <laughs> <laughs> you, you keep going like. The most offensive ways to describe, like, what, just what do you like, mean? Listen, this is a lady who celebrates her bigness. It's not me. I'm not. Uh, 
God damn, what is the big lady's name? You, you have to really stop saying that. Oh, fuck. Okay, what is, what is this? What is, I guess, what is this beautiful vocalist? I don't even know what the fuck she sings, Tom. Help. No, no, no. You mean, no, Lizzo. 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 Look up. Yeah, you see how badly that could have gone? <laughs> look up. Oh look up Lizzo. Look up Ariana Grande. Give me their scores, please. Would you? <laughs> you have an, You have the internet, don't you? I'm. I'm really far away from my computer. <laughs> I fucking hate you so much. Pitchfork. Uh, much like Ariana Grande. Much like uh, self-defense family. Try me. We think Ariana Grande was pretty good. Uh, let's see. Positions. 7.4. So slightly better than Try Me. Way better okay. than Heaven is Earth. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's let me look up Lizzo. Pitch four. She you, might be like 9 point something because. Ooh, thank you, next. 7.9. Sweetener. 8.1. Wow. So 8.1. Okay. Let's talk about it. Are we. I mean, just this is like speaking from a completely practical perspective point of view not uh, with no judgment is somebody who thinks that yes, can't right. tell no one is a perfect song <laughs> supposed to care about the fucking numeral rating of yes. of of a hardcore record on pitchfork correct no they're not supposed to no it's they're not you supposed know what this to remind me of both of you guys remember this remember buddyhead oh yeah of course no hardcore bands ever got good react, good response. Like they used to do reviews, and it'd be bands like Shet would have like ten out of ten best record ever made. Fucking weird, weird fucking cocaine bullshit. Yep. <laughs> and then like then like you know any other remotely hardcore band be like two point three out of a hundred because it sucks. That, you know that, that, was, the, that, that was, was their thing. Sorry, everybody. I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe make enemies here. That that was such a weird era where it was it was at the time straight edge dudes getting such a kick out of the idea that cocaine existed, and then later becoming cocaine dudes. Uh, yeah, such a fucking wild era. I, I don't like the way it makes me feel, but I just love the way it smells. Like those kind of <laughs> such yeah. a wild era. Like the early two thousands. What a weird crap place. Weird crappy pile of shit. Uh, so, um, to, oh, Sam, so let's get back to Sam. So. Sam was Sam was shitting on Pitchfork, and yes. uh, the weirdest part of that is not that Sam shitted on Pitchfork, right? Triple B has no, uh, he you know he says that they reviewed two of his two hundred releases, uh, which is a lot. Yeah, it actually is um, for like a straight up hardcore label, no doubt. So my question is: Is it weird that Sam should shit on Pitchfork? No. Is it weirder? Is it weirder that? Pitchfork has defenders who popped out to fucking attack Sam. <laughs> that's the that's like that's like going to war for weird. GQ. You know what I mean? Like, that's I mean, they got folded into. Yeah. Um, so here's the deal, right? Like, so there are people who like hardcore, who worked at Pitchfork. There are people who liked past tense hardcore who had some involvement in Pitchfork. So respect to all those folks, because I get it. And then there were people who like hardcore, who are somehow connected to someone at Pitchfork, and so they saw their friends get fired. They might have been thinking Sam was firing across the bow at those people who just lost their jobs. And theoretically, their passion, you know, and so 
I get someone feeling away. However, uh, like pull it, pull it back a little bit. You know, I, I don't think let's 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 everybody take a look, think about it. Does anyone think that Triple B Records was like good? A bunch of people lost their jobs. Fuck them. They didn't support hardcore. Nah, he was, he was, you know, pulling the wool, poking the bull, thinking it's funny because this is a thing that sort of was parallel because it's music to to hardcore, and that to be quite frank, people who like hardcore like music more than the average bear. So people would focus on those things when when it would cover hardcore. It was like, whoa, that's weird, because they cover fucking Ariana Grande and Lizzo. You know what I mean? Um, and indie thing du jour. So that's all to say. He was taking the piss. Uh, have fun. Some of y'all got way overboard, um, and y- I think I think it's pretty safe to say we're we're Team Triple B on this one. Hey, uh, um, well. My attitude on it is don't don't ever wave a banner or go to war for something you didn't make. That's that's like fucking insane to me. And, and or or you better have a real true investment in it beyond because I, I gotta be honest. <clears throat> if you just worked at Pitchfork for a few years, you could have felt like you sweat blood and tears on that. And maybe you did but it was for someone else's pocket who just folded you into GQ. And um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, Trouble B, you know what? The cool thing about Trouble B is that's Sam's. He did that. That's his. Yeah. Yeah, precisely uh, right. You know? He, um, I mean, he gets to be defensive about Trouble B if they want, if he wants. I, I think that somebody, who, somebody who's read Pitchfork for, for the last 10 years might have enjoyed it and might have said, no, I got something out of it. But to, to go to war for an institution that got folded into a fucking legacy men's magazine is fucking insane. <laughs> so so let me throw room for like those like independent places, like spaces of criticism. For sure. Like that going away is not pitchfork is a big, big one. I mean, like there were talks. I was reading something like NFL might buy ESPN. Yeah. 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 Sure. Sure. Well, so, so it's like, well then what? Everything's going to be under fucking Condé Nast and fucking Disney. And then it's like, yeah, exactly. And who, who watches the watch? Like, so there, oh. I mean, that, that part kind of, it sucks. I mean, I think it's corny, but like you guys never, you know, like you didn't ever review hardcore. Like they never fucking made any, you know what I mean? Like their band, like you watch their festivals. Yeah. It was like alternative pop bands on the, fe- like, it's not like they were like, have you checked out the new fucking, you know what I mean? The new punitive damage? No, they didn't care about hardcore and they never faked right. it. So, so to me in a weird thing here, um, I got weird and still feel weird. Sports Illustrated is basically in the same moment as I'm seeing this pitchfork shit. Sports Illustrated, which is a much sadder story, because like Patrick, you like sports, but you're not like some like complete sports freak. But you clearly know what Sports Illustrated is, right? Uh, yes, I'm familiar with Sports Illustrated. Of fucking of course. Only the swimsuit issue. Yeah. It was do do it a national brand right like it was huge and it over the last few years has deteriorated so it was sold from time time sold it uh to some you know 
third-party thing that wanted to basically just use it as a brand, have done nothing with it. They licensed out the publishing branch to a group that was has done all this wacky stuff, including using AI writers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really bad. And then because they lost their license after some of that and, and basically poor sales and uh, they were behind on their licensing payments, actually, um, they just laid off their entire staff. So everybody's like, whoa, is that the end of Sports Illustrated? It might be. And I got weird and emotional about it because it's something I've loved and respected. But Tom, mostly because I liked the way they covered something I enjoy, right? Right. I learned sports. a ton from them and et cetera. Learned a ton. Love the photos. I try to explain to people what sports was in the even not even not even internet, but pre cable sports, pre ESPN, pre sports center. I would tell people like, yeah, I loved the Denver Broncos and lived in Albany, New York. Right. Because John Elway was on the cover. Yo, I got to see the Broncos play if I was lucky twice a year, maybe three times in the playoffs. And like, I could only see when I would see the Broncos helmet, I was in trance. Like, let me look at this picture. You know, like it's so crazy to think about these things. But all that said, seeing that go is the symbolic, like, Oh, are we losing this as a pillar of the way? Something I enjoy is being covered. If there was someone who felt the way that way about pitchfork, I mourn their loss. But also, I don't see how it's real. Correct. I don't see that. Like, looking at this purely through the hardcore kid lens, you could be bummed for sure about like this if you just are some music generalist or someone who likes hardcore but also likes music at large. Seeing this could be feel like a loss, like you were saying, Tom. But, but I think Sam was reacting because he was seeing it being treated like a hardcore moment where it was like, oh, man. All right, but I don't know pitchfork. who was doing that though. Like, who knows? I don't remember anybody being like, "Oh man, yeah, who knows?" Really taking it to heart. No, but I mean, I think you know, <laughs> I think you know, I, I to a lot of people, pitchfork was a big thing. I, yeah. I don't. It, it just felt like it was just kind of like to me, and I do like Sam a lot, and I think Triple B is one of the best hardcore labels in the last fucking probably thirty years, twenty years. It felt like it just a kind of like, is this horse dead yet? Let me just kick it one more time. I mean, you know, like, and I think it, it was like, it started a, a fucking firestorm for literally no reason. Yeah. It might have helped maybe get some more eyes on Triple B and maybe it, it was, you know, Sam being sw- like pretty fucking savvy and people were like, well, let me, just, let me see what this asshole put out. Like, that was Gridiron Records pretty hot, man. Like, you know, like yeah, maybe it worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was waiting for the Ariana Grande review, but uh, let me let me pop on Mindforce right now. All yeah, right, thank you. Ahead. Next, you know, but like, I mean, I think it, you know, I think there needs to be like room for that sort of criticism. It's like, I mean, on a, on a on a different scale, like, you know, when fucking Maximum Rock and Roll, or whatever, like, yeah, that didn't always fucking speak for me. Of course not. Very no. rarely for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. if that went away, I'd be like, fuck, that really sucks, man. When it went away. Yeah. Like, cause it, it did go away. Right. I don't even know. That's, I mean, no, that's no, how much they don't do the publishing. No, no, you're they. I believe they still have some online presence, but it's not what it was like that. Was well, and what was the other one? That Ken McCord one, Uh heart attack, heart attack. Like, yeah, that was the thing. Like that was oh, the yeah. pitchfork of hardcore. Like I didn't listen to 92% of the bands that he, they'd ever talk about. Yep. But that was an important thing. And like, I wouldn't wish it like, 
poorly because they said, you know, we were fucking meatheads from New York. I wouldn't be like, well, fuck that band. Like, fuck that zine. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel well, like, I guess you know, that might be the difference is that, like, those felt in-world, if if you were to say hardcore and still in-world. Be a, yeah, I'd be like, I, I wish we'd get, like, covered by something like that in a positive light. But okay. Yeah, sure. We're not for them, and they're not really for us, and that's cool. But I would never, like, be like, oh, it, it, they can't run it anymore. Or they ran out of money. Or, like, oh, the owner got sick. I would never be like, good, fuck them. Sure. Like, you know, you know, like, oh, now they're under, you know, Sassy Magazine took over fucking – or whatever you know ym took over heart attack Ooh, <laughs> um, and rolling stone took over maximum rock and roll that's crazy you know like i'd be like fuck that you should have reviewed my band nicer you should have given that <laughs> a fucking 8.1 have you heard hygiene it's a fucking classic of the modern era listen if it, when you're a hater you're gonna be right eventually it's true patrick you got more what do we got yeah i got i got one more that i think we should touch upon perfect let's head it uh, alien ant farm revisionism. Oh boy, I've I seen did, that and I, I don't know where that came from. No, it's a psyop. The, All right, can the, I be on it? Go ahead, go, go, go. I was like, yo, I, I mean, I hated this band from the second I laid eyes upon them in whatever 2002, whatever the fuck those songs came out. And for some reason, I was like, let me watch this move at the movies video. One day, like during the pandemic, and I was like, mm-hmm. you know, the song's kind of catchy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I didn't you go out by a record. I didn't I was I don't hate that song, but I think the main revisionism is about the fucking debacle that is the smooth criminal cover. Oh, interesting. By Michael Jackson. I think that's okay. like that's an atrocity on on like a Hague level. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was I was hoping there was some like backstory that I was missing, but it's no, I think that's like because people like yeah, people were like, yeah, like, can we stop saying this was good? But I don't know Patrick, if like more. Are you in like a different months. place? Are you in on the the uh, the cover? I'm not going to say Smooth Criminal uh, is good. Uh, in fact, I find it pretty irritating. Uh, Listen, when this when this was uh, totally uh, befouling my feed, I, I gave it a shot for the first time, and I was like, oh, this fucking sucks. But so that band and that style uh which uh, a friend of this podcast nick fit calls just files mm. under snowcore because of the snowcore festival that tour, lost yep, on right 99 of our listeners um that is snowcore <laughs> and i gotta be honest drug church has some snowcore dna uh, w- one of our members has an alien ant farm tattoo. So, and not uh, ironically, shut the front door. Yep. No, it's real. And, uh, so it's not you. It's not me. Um, <laughs> it's not Nick. Uh, it may be Nick. It may be Nick. Yep. So not Corey. Uh, here's the thing. I, I like Bob, you you've got to make an exception here, not for Alien Ant Farm specifically, but for no the post era post hardcore influenced corporate rock of that era. Hoobastank, uh, because oh, I know you like some. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Bob fucks an Incubus record or two. Yeah, oh, so do I. Hard, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean. The reason comes on by Hoobastank. You think about a former love. I wish I could. 
I wish I could explain. One, the Hoopstank folks were very, very nice people. All of them were uh, – the, the singer is one of the shortest men I've ever met in my life. No shit. Just very short man. Do they have ego boxes on stage? They must. Uh, yeah, they I never saw them live. I just they just hung out in my warehouse a couple of days. So it was cool. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way back. Oh, okay. merch, merch, merch stories for for Patreon friends. Wow. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So the the legends of Hoobastank. Like, so yeah, you're you're talking about alien, no no love for Alien Ant Farm. Um, Listen to the movie song again. It's pretty okay. good. No, no. I think. I mean, look. <laughs> Like if I'm listening to Fly ninety two and it came on, like all right, fine, you know, I know what I'm in. In for a penny, in for a pound, you know. It's like I think it's it's as close to hardcore as Avril Lavigne, and that's that's about it. Yes, yes. And Pat's been one of their videos. Yes, that's true. I think so. I I have a couple Avril Lavigne records downloaded. It's cool. It's fine. So where are we at on this, fellas? Were we okay? So the the revision—it's stupid. Oh, what's going on with my microphone? But I don't know if it's revisionist because they were a joke when they came out, right? But now people are saying that now there's people that are saying this is like peak two uh, thousands era. This is lit. No, that's a lie. I mean, around that time, could it be uh, that, that style of music? What else are you I riding mean, for? Peak? Are you going POD? Well, you going? You know, Hold on. look, I'm going Lincoln Park. I'm just saying it. But uh, guys, I, I promise that when I ask you to look something up, it's not a. I'm not power tripping. <laughs> I'm just. I'm. I'm just. I'm away from like the your producers and your. No. Yeah, you, you know that like uh, there's an episode of like SVU where the villain uh, talks very softly so that people have to navigate their way around a room to to speak to him. I swear I'm not doing that. Would one of you look up whatever year that Alien Ant Farm record came out and see what else was popping? All right, hold on. All right. I'll do that. You guys vamp. So, so all right. Um, the revisionist part of Alien Ant Farm that I enjoy is the part where um, some right-wing dude, <laughs> and I don't know if it was a, a Oh, a mock. I saw this. This was my favorite thing I saw. It was so how good. Did, it was so Bob, good. How are, Can you, how are you bringing this up? This was my favorite thing. I've seen it was the best. Since, it was the best since the year started. <laughs> it's the best. Go ahead, G- give it to the people. Okay, I don't have it in front of me. If you do, I'd love for you to Maybe, read it. But- no, I don't. I don't. Well, so it goes. It's basically uh, we'll it's back a quote and forth tweet a little of, of the smooth criminal video. Yes, this this is what was lost. This is what wokeness took away from us. People just living their lives, no pronouns. No protests. No, this is what was law. It kept going like that, basically it, saying it, that <laughs> no, it, no, it, no migration, no immigrants. Yes, no, it yes, was like this is what we lost to mass migration. Yeah. Mass what? immigration. Holy what? shit! Listen, here's here's why that's so funny, and it, uh, obviously, you know, you can say the sentiment's ugly and it's not funny, but here's why it's funny. It's funny because if that person is being sincere, which, you know, I, I don't know what anybody's doing for clout these days or what they're doing to try to get fucking clicks. And because you can you can monetize uh, uh, your blue check mark and just make people angry all day. And if you get so there's people that are doing that. And 
I don't know what this human being thinks in their heart or not. But if that person, if their mind is so captured by these ideas and these grievances that they see an alien air for music video and their first thought is, Yo. fuck, look, look, look how Western society has collapsed since the year 2003. It's <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's all represented in this, in this fucking uh, Chichunchun <sighs> cover of a black man's song. Anthology was released in 2001. Their first tour was with Taproot and Linkin Park. Of course. Followed up with a tour with Orgy. First tour. Well, after that record came out. They started in 96. First record was called The Greatest Hits, which is pretty funny. 2001 Rock Records. Hey, here's a question. Are they a real band in the way that we would understand it? Yes. Yeah, I think okay. so. I don't think they were put together by a label or anything. Yeah. Okay. Music album 2001, Rock. We got uh, The Argument by Fugazi. Mm. Um, is This It? The Strokes. Great record. Okay. Origin of Symmetry, Muse, White Blood Cells, The White Stripes, Bleed American, Jimmy World, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Fuck, what? All yeah. Killer, No Filler, Rock Steady, Amnesiac, I Get Wet, AWK, mm. my boy. Mm. The Green Weezer album, Stay What You Are, Saves the Day. The Donna's turn 21. Um, Incubus Morning View. Oh, Puddle of Mud Come Clean. Stabbing Westward. I'm trying to look at some of these. So the uh, worst record that I've heard so far is the Green Album by Weezer. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, Built to Spill. Toxicity by System of a Down. Mm, in the running. Uh, um, Rotten Apples by the Smashing Pumpkins. Pete Yorn. Um, uh, wait, wait. What, what record by the Smashing Pumpkins? I Rotten apples. I think it's all like their B sides and stuff. Okay, yeah, fuck. I was weird. gonna say. Wow, I'm, I was thought I was more checked out than I am. Um, Thursday, full collapse. Right. Drowning pool center. Pod okay. satellite. So, Unwound. Leave turns inside you. So, how does how does that change our view of Alien Ant Farm? I mean, it's mid at the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did some records right. that I love, but there's some fucking 100 hot garbage. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yo, it's mid at the worst. Alien Ant Farm 2024. We discovered. Let's go. Listen to the movies.